0: Welcome to It's A Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna be talking about Chad Daybell. He's Lori Vallow Daybell's newest husband, and most notable, he's her fifth husband. There's been so much focus on Lori and many questions about Chad, so today I thought it would be good to create a little bit of a timeline and talk a little bit more about Chad. If you're new to my channel, welcome to my channel, and if you'd like to be part of the It's A Crime community, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. Click the like button if you support this and also share it out where you can. With that being said, let's get into it. So I think that the easiest way to sum a bit about Chad is to talk a little bit about him first and then get into the timeline. Chad is 51 years old and he's an author and publisher of over 25 books. And his books are geared towards more the Mormon audiences, but they're more described as doomsday type books. And from my understanding, he's veered off that path of the Latter-day Saints in an extreme way. Now, when Chad was in university, he met his sweetheart, Tammy Daybell. So Chad gets married to Tammy on March 9, 1990 in Utah. And together they formed their book company in 2004 and it was called the Spring Creek Book Company. Tammy and Chad have five children and then they moved to Salem, Idaho from Utah in 2015. Chad decides he wants to move because he says he was hearing voices that they were supposed to move there. Now back to their book company. On Chad's website he says, Chad and Tammy have several years of experience in the publishing world, both as authors and editors. Their objective is to publish high-quality, uplifting books that will strengthen and bless the lives of families. The company only publishes material that supports the values of the LDS Church. So now I'm going to get into the timeline. In December of 2018, Lori Vallow and Chad appear together in a podcast called Preparing a People, Time to Warrior Up. Preparing a People has since removed this broadcast and they have disassociated themselves from Chad and Lori. And from my understanding of what I've read, Lori actually became obsessed with Chad's book back in 2015. But in 2018, they're seen together doing a podcast. And notably, this is actually a year before they got married. And so Lori was obsessed with Chad's writings, like I mentioned, and there was a particular series that Lori was infatuated with called Standing in Holy Places, and it's a fictional series about various exciting prophesized events that still must occur before the second coming. And in some previous videos, I mentioned how Lori believes that she is a god and that the second coming of Christ is coming in July of 2020. So she was infatuated with these books, and then three years later she gets to meet her idol, so to speak. Now two months after that, in February 2019, things started to get a little bit crazy for Lori. There's a series of odd things that happen. She leaves for 58 days, and she leaves her husband for 58 days, and JJ, and she tells Charles that she is a god. She also tells him, if you get in the way, you're going to get killed. And so she splits with her husband in around February. And then fast forward in July 2019, Charles, her husband at the time, gets killed by her brother, Alex Cox. By September, she moves to a different state with Tylee and JJ, her kids and she moves to Rexburg, Idaho. Now, that same month she moves to this state, her kids go missing. But by December, she gets married to Chad Daybell and ends up in jail. So that is quite the year. Now, back to the timeline. She meets Chad in December 2018, and then if we fast forward 10 months later in October, Chad Daybell was shown on video at a storage unit that was rented by Lori. Now, I do want to note that Chad is actually married to Tammy still at this point, okay? Just keep that in mind. So on October 1st, Lori rents this storage unit, and I don't know if you've seen the newest version of the video that Nate Eaton posted from East Idaho News, but I will put it in the link below. And he shows the video of, well, a better video of these guys coming and going. So on October 2nd, Chad Daybell was at this storage unit. And he pulls a tire out of Lori's car. He gets out with Lori, pulls the tire out, and brings it into the storage unit. Then he goes back out, and with Lori, they bring in what is a car seat from an entire vehicle. I'm not talking about a kid car seat. Now when I was reviewing this video, and you're going to have to rewind it a few times, I believe it's the 1 minute and 31 mark or 1 minute and 41 mark. It looks like he puts his hand down her back and touches her butt. And I had to rewind it a couple times because I thought, did he just, what did he just do? And it looks like he puts his hand like this and then like traces it all the way down you tell me what you think go check it out and then let me know in the comments now what's also notable is this october 2nd this is the same day as when brandon boudreau who is Lori's niece's ex-husband had an attempt on his life and it has been reported that the bullet that was shot at him missed his head by inches and he reported seeing a jeep and the jeep belonged to charles vallow now charles died in july so it couldn't have been charles vallow but this is the same vehicle that was reported that tiley drove so when nate eaton was talking he was talking about how the spare tire was taken off and also the car seat And he said it could be very possible that this tire came from the Jeep and also the car seat because he said the window doesn't come down unless that tire is taken off. So he is saying perhaps that somebody being maybe Alex Cox was in the back seat of this Jeep and shot at Brandon Boudreaux. I don't believe in coincidences, so it's kind of odd that there was a tire coming in and a whole car seat that both Chad and Lori brought into the storage unit. Now, a week later on October 9th, Tammy Daybell calls 911 and says she was shot at what she thought was a paintball gun. And so it was chalked up to maybe a prank but this is what was reported. When she called the cops, the person ran away and it was described that he or she, that the person was a masked individual. Another 10 days later on October 19th, which is a Saturday, Tammy Daybell dies in her sleep and she was only 49 years old. Now Chad describes that the night before her death, she went to sleep with a very bad cough. And when he woke up at six o'clock in the morning, she was gone, he says. And officials first thought that it was of natural causes, but later deemed this death as suspicious. And Chad actually refused to order an autopsy. And so the coroner listed her death as natural since she died in her sleep. But here's where it gets a little peculiar. Saturday, she dies. By Monday, there's a viewing. And Tuesday, she's buried. So that is the span of three days. I find that really quick, don't you? So three days later on October 22nd, she is buried in Evergreen Cemetery in Springville, Utah. Then the next day on October 23rd, there's a memorial service for her in Rexburg. Now one man who wanted to remain anonymous had known the Daybells for years and he said It was really weird because the casket wasn't even there. It all came together so quick and felt rushed. There weren't a lot of people at the service, he recalls. And I looked at Tammy's obituary. And her real name is Tamara. And she was quite talented. I mean, she went to university. She played a couple instruments in her past. She was a librarian. People loved her. She was skilled at computer stuff. I mean, she, it just, the list goes on and on. She had a bunch of animals and she knew everybody by name, all her animals. So she was just a pillar of the community. And so this just re- really is super strange, right? Now, one thing I also read and it's been reported was that Chad received in life insurance for Tammy's death. Now multiple sources say that the money came from several policies and it was noted that Chad made significant increases to at least one policy before Tammy passed away. And I wonder if he gave any to his children. So now a few days after that On October 28th, Chad visits the storage unit again with Alex Cox, and they stay six minutes in there. They wheel bikes in and other items. And then on October 31st, Chad writes and publishes something in the church newsletter called Another Voice of Warning Global Initiative Newsletter, and it says this. My dear wife Tammy passed away in her sleep early Saturday, October 19th. When I awoke at around 6 a.m., it was clear she had been gone for several hours. It came as a shock. I couldn't believe I hadn't been wakened somehow, but all indications are that her spirit simply slipped away during the night. Her face looked serene with her eyes closed and a slight smile. It was devastating to discover her that way, but I'm so grateful that her death was peaceful. And it goes on to say in this newsletter, Tammy really was the anchor of our family and our publishing business. We have worked side by side from the moment we were married in the Manti Temple in 1990. It is safe to say I never would have become an author without her faith in me and her constant encouragement. Tammy herself wasn't a visionary woman, but she believed what I told her and trusted my decisions. She often said that she felt like Leahy's wife, Sariah, in the Book of Mormon, where her faith was often tested by the unexpected twists and turns of our lives, but she was grateful when the Lord would fulfill the promises that had been made regarding our family. She had a brilliant mind, especially when it came to computers. She wore so many hats in our company from being chief financial officer to operating our websites to designing book covers. I'm still sorting out how I'm going to cope with this tremendous loss, but thankfully I have a son whose mind works like Tammy's and will be able to muddle through these tasks, although not as efficiently as she did. Tammy conveyed to me several messages in and I'm in the process of implementing what she has told me to do. She has indicated that my life has two parts that were planned even before I came to Earth." So I'm just gonna to touch a little bit about this and talk about this one sentence. I'm still sorting out how I'm going to cope with this tremendous loss. Well, a couple days later I'll tell you how he copes. So six days later on November 5th Chad and Lori get married in Hawaii chad tells family he has met somebody in hawaii on a business trip and they got married at grand canyon university we believe in equal opportunity and the american dream starts with purpose whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's master's or doctoral degree gcu's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration with over 330 academic programs gcu provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from the Nards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean interior paint and primer in one offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy-opening, smooth-pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. So, not much of a griever. Now, a few weeks after Tammy died, which is in around here, a close friend of the Daybell children, tells East Idaho News that she had a conversation with one of their sons and she wanted to remain anonymous but she says, we were talking about how his family is doing and he told me his dad remarried. I thought it was a joke because he kind of laughed about it afterward. I laughed and he said, no, I'm serious. My dad went to Hawaii on a business trip and met a widow and they just got married. Well, there's another lie, isn't there? because Chad had already been seen with Lori in October at the storage unit, and they did a podcast together the year before. It says the friend wasn't sure how to respond and since the Daybell children were not happy their father had remarried so quickly. I'll never forget he said, my dad's not a bad guy, he's just done some bad things. Now a couple days after that on November 8th, Chad emails a property owner asking, we are interested in seeing this property. Would the owners be interested in leasing this property to a clean couple with no pets or children? And here's what the property looks like. Very beautiful. They had asked them if it was available to lease because it was being sold for $899,000, I believe I saw. And he was asking would they consider leasing. Then a couple weeks after that, on November 24th, Lori and Chad are seen back at the storage unit and they stayed for 4 minutes. They brought in a Home Depot box and a tote. And that's the last time that they would be seen at this storage unit. Now, on November 26th, just 2 days later, Chad and Lori had a little visit to their home from for a welfare check for JJ and the day before jj's grandparents larry and Kay woodcock actually called in and said can you do a welfare check we're very concerned we haven't heard from our grandson and it had been two months just over and so detectives from Rexburg head over to talk to alex who is Lori's brother Lori herself and chad daybell and it was noted in the affidavit that i read It said Chad acted like he didn't know Lori very well and stated he didn't know her phone number. Another detective saw Chad leaving in his black SUV and asked Chad again if he'd seen JJ. Chad responded that the last time he saw JJ was in apartment 107 in October. And apartment 107 is apparently Alex's apartment. Was Alex's apartment. He also admitted he knew Lori's phone number and gave it to the detective. So here what's interesting is Chad was pretending not to really know Lori very well, but yet he's married to her. And saying he doesn't know her phone number. I'd hope you know your wife's phone number by now. Of course he knew. So the next morning, the authorities go back to the residence and Chad and Lori had abruptly left. So on December 1st, they find out that Chad and Lori hopped a flight to Hawaii. And then five days later, on December 6th, Rexburg gets a phone call by a Melanie Gibb. And Melanie is a friend of Lori's who lives in Gilbert, Arizona. And I believe even a friend of Chad. Now, Lori had told authorities that JJ is actually spending time with a family member, meaning Melanie but melanie calls the police and says both chad and Lori had requested on separate occasions that she lie for them and say that she has jj when she doesn't and so she said no i'm not going to do that now on december 11th tammy daybell's body actually gets exhumed because they are suspicious at this point as to what's going on so it's going to be a while before we get the results on that but her body was exhumed. That was December 11th, and the next day, December 12th, Alex Cox gets killed. Now, on December 27th, there's a woman named Julie Rowe, and she is an author, and Chad has published her books. But she says that Chad has had visions in the past from angels that Tammy would die years before her death so then in the new year on january 3rd there was a search warrant on chad's home and the fremont county sheriff's office removed 43 items from his salem home during a multi-agency raid and this included computers cell phones journals documents and medications and of course these have been sent to forensic experts for examination now on january 10th chad daybell's little brother matt speaks out and he does say that him and Chad really haven't been close since they were kids but Matt says the last time he talked to Chad was that day of the memorial so that was October 23rd but he makes a statement and it says this Due to the circumstances surrounding the unknown whereabouts of J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan and the suspicious death investigation of Tammy Daybell, I feel I must make an official statement at this time. My name is Matt Daybell. My wife is Heather Daybell. We have been residents of the Rexburg area for over 15 years. Chad Daybell is my oldest brother. I have not seen nor directly spoken to Chad since Tammy's memorial here in Rexburg on October 23rd, 2019. Since that time, I have texted Chad twice. Once when I heard from a neighbor of his quick marriage to Lori Vallow, expressing to him my shock and dismay at this news. Second, just recently pleading with Chad to cooperate with authorities and reveal the whereabouts of his new stepchildren. I have not been close to Chad since childhood. My immediate family has had little association with Chad the last many years due to our concerns with his religious claims and particular books he has chosen to publish including his own. We are deeply saddened at the recent events that have played out the last several months. It is our hope and prayer that JJ and Tylee are safe. We want for the truth to be found whatever the truth turns out to be neither i nor my wife and children have had any more information than what has been reported by the news media i plead again for chad to come forward and cooperate with this investigation so that this very difficult situation might be resolved my wife and i ask for privacy for us and for our children and will not be giving any further comments at this time now on january 26th while in hawaii Authorities had a search warrant for Chad and Lori's rental vehicle, and in it they find Tylee and JJ's birth certificates, Tylee's financial transaction card, which is noted in the affidavit that it's active and has been used since Tylee's disappearance. They also find JJ's iPad with his initials on it and another iPad which was logged into JJ's account. Also, they found JJ's registration receipts from his new school in rexburg i find this very interesting that they're finding this in the vehicle the kids have been missing for four months at this time and they find receipts from jj's school they find his ipad which okay it's an ipad they probably just take it and use it and then also Their birth certificates, which I find why have it in the vehicle? Find that really weird. And also the bank card I don't find as weird. I just find weird the birth certificates of them. And I find weird about the registration from Rexburg. Not that it's weird to have them on you. um, But why have them in the rental vehicle that I find weird. Unless it was in her purse. But they, said, they didn't say that. It just said this is what they found in the vehicle. Now, there was also a search warrant for their place where they stayed at. And it was indicated that there was nothing, no signs of children living there, no clothes, no nothing. They talked about there being two yoga mats, two of this, two of that. And nothing to say that children have been there. Now, what's also interesting is that I read that Chad's parents were also interviewed and Chad had described Lori as an empty nester. And we know that he had to know she had kids. And Tammy Daybell's sister said that Chad told her that Lori had no juvenile children. So this is super strange. We know he's getting caught up in lies. Then we see also that day that Nate Eaton of East Idaho News goes and kept, keeps asking Lori where's the children where's the children it was great like I, we, I still talk about it <laughs> you can hear me talk about it in different videos <laughs> but it was great and he's been following this really really closely so then Chad heads his way back to Idaho at the end of February and then we know March Lori was shown on in court but i did read on march 10th that there was a tweet that said multiple investigative agencies from idaho arizona and utah have confirmed they will be meeting in salt lake city this week to discuss how all of their ongoing cases into the tammy daybell chad daybell and Lori daybell investigation may be connected so poops hitting the fan this is a super weird case I mean kids are missing people are dying people are getting divorced people are getting married they're getting married all in the same month they're having the weddings in vegas well two of the couples is and everything is so quick they're asking for divorces and then within weeks months they're getting married and it has been a gong show they don't know how alex cox has died as of yet but we are waiting on the autopsy results and of course still waiting for Tammy Daybell. Now as of this recording Lori is still sitting in jail and she is on a one million dollar bond and we'll see if Chad's gonna bail her out or if he's just gonna sit tight for a bit. We have seen him in court a couple times and he's looking pretty serious and Colby gave him the stink eye when they were all in there last which was pretty funny because, you know, I'd be hating him too. I hope this gives you a little more insight to Chad Daybell and his timeline. I have not dug into his books. I know some people out there are, and if you are reading his books, then let me know in the comments below if there's anything of interest that might be, hmm, maybe that's where the kids are. I would love to hear from you. Other than that, maybe I should download it and take a read, too. I do love reading, so maybe I'll give that a shot. Let's have a chit-chat below about all this crazy making and the Black Widow Bride, Lori. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Click the like button and click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.